You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast sites like iTunes by searching Nowhere, California. A reminder, Nowhere, California podcast is our old feed, so please subscribe to Nowhere, California, our new feed. Also, you can get your Nowhere, California fix online by going to our official website, NowhereCalifornia.com and emailing us at nowhere underscore california at yahoo.com ideas from everywhere voices from nowhere since 2011 this is josh this is doug this is monique and welcome to nowhere california hey guess what what don't say chicken butter when i'm popping the balls you know what (laughs) one time there was one time Another just school that someone said that to me, and I looked at him and I was like, "Do you realize you just said chicken butt?" Because it's like, the greatest joke ever written. Like, if you want to listen to Family Guy, I was like, "It's so <laughs> stupid." But uh, no, this is actually my second episode in a row, and in different locations, and in different locations. Congratulations! Right? I know. Both times you still had to travel to me, though. Yeah, because well, I make you come to me because I'm the talent. Yeah. Well, this was a less of a drive than the other one. Well, yeah. no, it's. Uh, it's a less of a distance drive, but it's kind of a perilous drive. <laughs> yeah, because you got to come up. My, for, those of you, for those of you not knowing where we're at, we're, uh, we're recording from my parents' house. And my we've, parents, we've done this in the past nowhere. Yeah. Well, we're back in my parents' house, and they live... There's BFE, and then there's the middle of BFE. We are in the asshole of BFE. <laughs> I thought Lucerne was the asshole. No, no, that's the taint of BFE. Wow. Yeah. Well, if you heard that voice too, there, there's another person that has been here in a while. Long time. Hi. Yeah, I think the last time you were on was when you learned I was going to Hawaii. Really? Yeah, I think it's been that long. Oh my gosh. Shit, you went to Hawaii? Yeah. How'd that go? It went well. <laughs> Just to let you know, since he probably didn't tell you, um, I'm, I'm planning a trip to London now. No way. Yeah. For when? Wow, fuck you guys and your fake conversation. I fucking told her, dude. You're going to London. Of course I'm going to fucking tell her that. I'm sorry that I don't say, this person said hi to you. <laughs> fuck off. You're not there. Well, but if, if, I, if I felt the need to, I could throw back the audio of her going, you're going to Hawaii? <laughs> fair. All right. It, fair. We'll it, just say he learned his When lesson. it's in the continental United States, Doug can give a shit. When it's out of the country... Yeah, no. I mean, my, my, I mean, but that's a big deal. My, like, my best friend's going to freaking out of the country. Yeah, yeah. I've never even been out of the country. Hell, even Jason, like, it I'm got to a point where I text Jason, and he's the one that travels a lot and everything. And I was like, "Hey, random side note, I'm going to London next year." He's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I like, think it's good that you do these things, though. I think yeah. it's really good that like you explore these places in your own psyche with it. You know, yeah. you like you go and you. I just can't believe you do it by yourself. Like I, I, I say I would love to do some. I won't even go to the salad bar by myself. Like, well, look at you're talking here. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I yeah. mean. Like, that's what's so cool about it is it takes a weird, it takes a weird self confidence level. And I know that I don't. Gonna, I know you're gonna say. I know you're gonna say that you are not the most self confident per, self confident person, and I'm not, and neither is she. Yeah. But there is this weird level of self confidence that you have in yourself to be able to go to fucking London by yourself. Hey, I went to Hawaii by myself. I mean, that's amazing. I just think it's yeah. really cool. I spent you the entire day on a tour bus in Hawaii don't. with random people when I was still hungover off my ass. Please don't die in a hostel. 
I right. trust me knew barely watched the movie so just well like when we first were talking about my trip to London part of my trip was supposed to be going to Paris to check out the catacombs right any of the tour times I was figuring for the catacombs were daytime because I'm not going to the catacombs by myself at night. That's how horror movies start. <laughs> That's as above, so below right there. Yeah, no. They didn't go by themselves. No, I know. I'm but they saying. went at night. They went at night. <laughs> they did go at night. Yeah, and that's just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is but true. unfortunately, time and money restraints, I'm just going to stick in London. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so cool. And and check out Sweeney Todd stuff. Yeah. <laughs> One horror movie to another. There you go. <laughs> Are you going to do the Jack the Ripper tour? Um, not sure. I uh, wouldn't necessarily do the tour. Yeah. Um, I mean, just they have it so well documented that you well, could just do it yourself. Well, um, just Sorry, to throw out something you're probably going to hear over the next year, uh, the Jules Tour videos that I've been watching. Yeah. Um, they check out everything. And you see a lot of these things in London where they just have straight up plaques in certain spots where like, this is where Sherlock Holmes supposedly blah, blah, blah. This is where David Bowie shot the cover album for no this. No way. This, yeah, it's like... Well, they know their tourism. Well, yeah, but also they know their history. Yeah, yeah see, but that yes. they don't have that shit in America. That they well, we do have that shit in America, but it's more like a this sign is off where the freeway, yeah. or this is where General Lee did this, and it's like we don't give a shit. Oh, <laughs> like, that yeah, that was a bad thing. thing. Yeah, no, this is where JF Kennedy should have worn a helmet. Yeah, oh yeah, the, the, that's exactly it. We London okay. has plaques and stuff where it's like. <laughs> Hey. I forgot. I forgot. I'm in nowhere, California. Yeah. Well, yeah. fuckball shit. Like in London, they have places where the Rolling Stones recorded here. In America, they have a little spot marked in the middle of the street where it's like, this is where JFK got his ass shot. Yeah. yeah and people take nuts. pictures standing there. Yeah. I yeah. See, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. I know there's probably gonna be some spots in London where it's like, this is where Jack the Ripper slit some hooker's throat. Yeah. <laughs> Which. Yes, dark and dreary, dreary, but also, too, it's like, ooh, that's actual history. Do you, okay, not so depressing. You, but, okay, but let me, just, hold on, let me ask you. Do you think it's okay because it's not your own history? No. I, I'm, I'm I mean, not, not okay, but it's okay to be, I'm, I'm sorry, not, it's okay to be like. I'm not even saying it's okay because it's history. It's entertained, but. It, well, it's just, it's more, it's not like a blatant, like, in the middle of the street type thing because. It, like from what it looks like from these videos, mm-hmm. it's more of just a kind of like a little side plaque saying, "Hey, this is where this happened." Gotcha. Not a so straight up mark in the middle of the it. street, right? Saying this is where it happened. Yeah, right. they have that in 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 Dallas, right? Yeah. On the road, there's yeah. literally a little marker in the road saying yeah. this is the exact point. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not even knocking them for that. I'm more knocking the people that go, "I'm going to stand in the middle of the street." Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. so weird. Yeah, but there, I know there's going to be multiple things, but also too, there's like a place in London called the Rock and Roll Rescue. Or it's okay. this thrift store where it has a bunch of memorabilia and stuff like that where they have a keyboard that's programmed to... Um, Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode, yes. Depeche Mode, a tour from Depeche Mode. And the guy that owns the... the it's basically a thrift store. He has not plugged it back in since he's gotten it because he does not want to risk erasing the programmed songs in it because it's still programmed for one of their their tours. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And that's one of the places I definitely want to go. Or like we talked about in the past, the 800-year-old church. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it, it's history and it's not our history, but it's still, it's cool history. Right. It's not yeah. like our history where, unfortunately, with America's history, not trying to get on a political soapbox or anything, our, our history is depressing as fuck. <laughs> there's no real, like, there's not a lot of places where you can go like, this dude hugged this dude. <laughs> yeah. It's more than likely, this person shot this person here. 
Yeah. Or this person stabbed this person here. I mean, we're the bloodiest country. I mean, we are the bloodiest country. Oh, no, I can't say that. Yeah, there. I mean, that's... that's... It, it, okay. But like... like other than non, of the of the first world countries, we are one of the bloodiest. Yeah. But let's get back to you being here for the second time in the row because yeah. we're, we're getting on that political we, slippery slope just, there. I mean, I just talked about blood. Uh, oh, by the, just one little last thing. You totally totally hooked Jack the Ripper in with Edgar Allan Poe when you were like a uh, dark and dreary. I yeah. was like, ooh, look at that. He's talking about the Raven. Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So I, so the first time in a long time, I'm a, I've been back for two. Um, just I'm at my parents' house for for a visit and. You know, I was off for the weekend. Yeah, stress recovery. So we decided to put microphones in front of our faces. And And Monique is here too. And I'm here too. And how how are we going to top the title of the last episode? Fuck, man, Little Mermaid in Oklahoma. Seeing the Little Mermaid in Oklahoma. Seeing the Little Mermaid in Oklahoma. That was like the best fucking title ever. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see what organically comes from this episode organically comes from this so you and i had a funny conversation today that i want i really want to put on wax here with the mics um or the digital wax as it's the digital wax yeah the the cloud so to speak i want to put it on the cloud um you fuck and that. i fuck the cloud this doesn't go anywhere near a cloud unless there's somebody downloading. i mean the cloud. A, a cloud is essentially <laughs> a, a cloud in of reality is just somebody else's computer i mean Pretty that's much. all it is so but you and I want to. Pull- and Monique's over there already putting on the headphones, going like, "I don't want to hear this <laughs> shit." I, uh, you and I want to pull pranks on this whole new Domino's insurance pizza insurance thing. Well, it's not really pranks; it's just testing the going their, for the laughs, uh, testing their uh, commitment. Yeah, yeah. Testing. <laughs> so, do you want to tell what you want to do, and then I'll tell what I want to do? Or you can go first. Okay. So what I want to do, mine's a bit more politically incorrect because you know it's me well it's not really politically incorrect it's more it's more supernatural yeah it's more supernatural okay so i really want to go in it's more mystical yeah so well it would my thing would require uh, okay to fill in people if they're like maybe their dominoes don't follow this yeah, policy. or they're in another country. Yeah, uh, basically, Domino's has this deal: if you leave and something happens to your pizza, it gets messed up or destroyed or something, you bring it back and they'll replace it for free. It's an insurance thing, which makes me wonder what they're doing with the, the broken ones. Making a fort. <laughs> <laughs> we need a average sized person, a littler sized person, and a bagel bite. That's my ingredients for my for my my joke. So what I want to do is I want to have the average size person walk in, get their pizza, get it just a normal pepperoni pizza, no other toppings, no anything else. They go outside, they come, they go outside, and they leave. And we have the littler size person ready to go with the, with a pizza box, and inside the pizza box is the bagel bite with the pepperoni on it. Then I want the littler person to walk back in, holding the pizza above his head. And in as squeaky of a voice as possible, this is the only sort of like jerky part of it. And it was like a squeaky little voice as possible. Go, I need a new pizza. There was a wizard outside. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll I'll go and throw out the problem I see there. The pizza's still intact. 
<laughs> oh yeah, they're like, no, fuck you. It just got smaller. It just got smaller. It just yeah. The wizard just made it smaller. You can eat it normal. I mean, isn't that isn't that isn't that an extra large to you? But then that'd be the now we now we start going. Hey, what can we get out of Domino's to say something wrong? You go for a <laughs> exactly. lawsuit. But also too, the, the person can be like, hey, what are you trying to say here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll break the bagel bite in half. Yeah. Because mine is a little bit more elaborate. Yours <laughs> requires practical effects and yeah. things. And well, it's more like the person goes in and gets the pizza, any kind of pizza they want. They don't have to just get pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> well, because bagel bites only come in pepperoni. Which is more of a detriment towards them. Because I'd like a little bit of a supreme bagel bite. <laughs> I mean, give me a mini bell pepper. Yeah. They're there. They're there. Yeah. Okay, you go in, get the pizza. You leave. Go around the corner where nobody can see you. You have somebody ready with the same clothes that you had, yeah. but they're burnt. Yeah. They're all like ashy and everything like that. And then they have a pizza box, a burnt pizza box, and a burnt pizza. Your clothes are smoldering a little bit. Not on fire or anything like that, but smoke's still kind of coming off of them. Then you go run back into Domino's and go, you're never going to believe what happened. <laughs> yeah, the box, the burning, like not burning box, but the destroyed box and the scorched pizza and everything. You just stand there going... You're never going to believe what happened. <laughs> Call the fire department. <laughs> Call, or you can take it from yours. There was a wizard. There was a wizard outside. <laughs> there was a really pissed off dragon outside. I, I pissed him off. <laughs> or, hey, did you see the little guy running by? <laughs> have mine happen and have yours happen right now. The little he, guy came in here, right? Same guy. He, he got off easier. <laughs> Not really sure how to... Throw it to the topic. I was going to say, so what are we talking about? Okay, like... so this is my first time back, and I haven't talked about anything. So what are we talking about? Probably something you have no clue on. Sweet. I call like bullshit. She probably things. does have a clue well, on. Well, so. um, it was announced. There's actually, like, I think the first day of production or something, uh, Rob Zombie is starting his new movie. And it's a sequel to Devil's Rejects. No way. Yeah, I, as weird as it sounds because of the ending of Devil's Reject. And as we know, you know, it ended with that 17-minute Freebird song. And it, well, it's very rare for anybody to be able to use Freebird properly. Yeah. Let alone in that type of sequence and make you sit through the entire thing going, this is awesome. This is, holy crap, what's going down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, but that's the filmmaker Rob Zombie is. Yeah. And the, the upcoming movie is Three From Hell. So they're back. In some way. From hell. <laughs> From hell. And that's that, like, there's not a lot known about what's going down in this movie. Is yeah. it a prequel? Is it a sequel? I'm, there's no way it can be a prequel. No. I don't see any way, because it'd have to be a prequel to... House of a Thousand Corpses. It, well, yes and no, because it could be a prequel to House of a Thousand Corpses, or it could be a prequel to Devil's Rejects, but a sequel to House of Thousand Right, Corpses. it could fit in the middle. Right. Yeah, it kind of like how uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico had the um, the missing third movie of the El Mariachi series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Sam Hayek starred. Oh. Yeah. Her, her stuff was a whole s- separate movie Robert Rodriguez thought of. Yeah. But to me, I think it is going to be a sequel because... Like I was telling Doug earlier, and I'll throw it out to you right now, and to the lovely listeners, he's done every type of horror movie out there. He's never done a zombie movie or an undead movie. Or, or like a demon movie, like a right. full-blown demon movie. Like he's done like Lords of Salem where it's witches. Yeah. Right, but you mean and like demonic, full, um, like full-on. See, I don't think he's going zombie. I think he's going demon. 
Yeah, I think he's going demon. I don't see. I don't see zomb. I don't. I don't see Rob Zombie going so meta that he's doing a zombie movie. Yeah. Well, that may be the reason it took so long. Is yeah. It could be a mix. It could be like uh, freaking uh, Otis comes back as the demon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Spaulding is the zombie, and she's like the siren. Yeah. It'd be. There's so many ways he can actually take this movie where it's very exciting because it's Rob Zombie because. We know from his past movies, he does not do the cookie-cutter horror movie. I was going to say, what was the last movie he did? The last one he did was 31. The clown movie. The the, the, the freaking running man on acid. Okay. Where it's, it's clowns. But not clowns, right? It's not. It clowns are involved, but it's not. Yeah, because clowns. that's the whole thing. Like a lot of people when they came out were like, "Oh, they're killer clowns and everything." But when you see it, yeah, it's, it's more the Running Man. Okay. Because like in the Running Man, if you remember the Schwarzenegger movie, they had the, each of those characters that come up and kill people. It's basically that. But the these characters take on clown personas. Oh. Like uh, E.G. Daly was sex head. Uh, I forget the actor that played the the main guy. He was sick head. They okay. all had these weird names that were like head, head, head. Gotcha. And like it was uh, Malcolm McDowell. Do you think Rob was trying to tell Sherry something? <laughs> no, I'm sure they're fine. Yeah, they're they're probably. <laughs> do you do you still follow Hardwick on uh, Instagram? Yes. One of the coolest pictures I've seen in the longest time is Hardwick, Lydia, Sherry, and Rob Zombie at Disneyland. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Adorable. Yeah, and you. I you can pro, like Rob probably was having a blast, but also too you had that look on his face like I'm Rob Zombie and I'm in Disneyland. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I have these friends. <laughs> right, that's so funny. And also, kind of a side note: if you still follow him on Instagram, have you been watching his stories of uh, the remodeling of their new home? Good lord, it's awesome! <laughs> it's gonna be good. Oh, it's gonna be so! I can't wait to see his studio. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's gonna be awesome! But back to like thirty one. A lot of people kind of downplayed 31 because it was, well, Rob Zombie. A lot of people are like, oh, God, it's too. But it was damn good. It was right. good. Well, it was. Yeah, if you can get past some of the imagery, especially for yeah. like Lords of Salem, like his writing is just so. It's just so intriguing. Like it can oh, take yeah. your mind. And... I still remember seeing Lords of Salem for the first time. I was coming back from my first interview with Satu. Like mm-hmm. after we met her at Days of the Dead, I went back down, met her at a coffee shop, got a ticket, and. I remember when we live demonstrated how you attempted to park that way on the show. We had we had a step, and I couldn't even fathom how you did it. I still to this day have no idea how you did it. When you got a ticket because you parked on the opposite side I of the par- street? No, I parked wrong. Oh, you just parked wrong. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It was dumb. It was stupid. They probably shouldn't have gave me a ticket because there was no other cars in the way. So. But on my way back from that interview, I stopped at Ontario Mills Mall, wanted a drink, and I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to go see a movie. And I went and saw Lords of Salem. Like, oh I still goodness. felt great afterwards because it was a damn good movie, but also, too, I was just like, what the fuck was I, that? Yeah. I can't imagine watching it in the theater and then walking back out into real life going, I don't know what's real. Anymore. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, the really fucked up thing about it was, it was me and three other people in that entire theater. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a creepy-ass movie like that, you're keeping your eye on the people. Yeah, right. Across the room, like you better not turn into freaking witches or something. You better not be as creepy as I am. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I've determined the best way to get over a really, really fucked up scary movie is porn. No, 
Go, oh, I, that was my answer. Go grocery shopping or go pay a fucking bill in person. <laughs> <laughs> or go to the goddamn DMV. Because you've got to see the real horrors of life. Yeah. <laughs> that shit will snap you back into reality pretty fucking fast. Or it's, it's like, so that movie had some good ideas. Yeah, right? Right. Like yeah. falling down, man. <laughs> that's my, that's 53. That's my, that's my manual. Right at 53, I'm just doing it. You're just going to snap and... <laughs> Oh man, but um, I am not going to shoot people. I feel like I have to kind of say that. I didn't think that's what you were talking about. You don't know about falling down? No, it's a good movie. Falling down's about this businessman guy who like his like the ultimate case of road rage. Yeah, like (laughs) oh, he just goes on a fucking killing spree. Michael Douglas. It's a good movie. Yeah, but um, but back like to the whole Rob Zombie thing. Every movie he's done has evolved. Mm -hmm. Yes, and there's been times where he's thought about doing movies where like oh god I hope he doesn't do it ironically enough my least favorite movie of his is House of a Thousand Corpses yeah it's his first one and I feel it's too chaotic I feel like he tried to shove too much into the story I feel like he I just feel like it went went, because it was one way no way he was excited it wasn't I I mean and and what's wrong with that I'm not saying it's bad I didn't say it was bad but you always just put like this this like Uh, I thought you said it, it was your it was least my favorite. Least, so but you yeah, have to have a list. Well, well, it's not. Well, he's not saying like fuck this movie, <laughs> but I can see where he's coming from on it. Yeah, but I think you'll probably agree with me on this one. I don't think it's he's trying to cram everything in there. Yeah, I think it was too much of a um, nostalgia piece. Yeah, because if you look at that yeah. style of horror movies back in the seventies, which House of a Thousand Corpses is an homage. It is total yeah. reverence, right. lighting candles, going like the. This is the type of movies I love. Right. And it wasn't like, it wasn't trying to be a carbon copy of any of those movies because that's it, not who Rob Zombie is when right. it comes to those movies. Right. Because the story flows perfectly to me. It, right. It, like you said, it crams too much stuff in there. I think it fit perfectly, especially even after all the cuts and stuff. Like, I would still love to see the director's cut eventually. I'm surprised it, it, they haven't done it. I think he still doesn't have control on it. But he's gotten. That's the thing, though, is at a certain point, a student. Studios don't swallow their pride anymore. Like, it's Rob fucking Zombie and it's gonna make its money. Just swallow your fucking pride for two seconds and then make yourself 30 million bucks. Well, like I recently learned, there's a director's cut of Crow City of Angels. Are you fucking kidding me? There is. And it's a whole lot better movie. And I, I, I'm I, okay with it, but then I, I feel learned... like we need to fanboys the shit out of this and go steal a copy of that thing. Well, I don't, I'm not sure if it's a full <laughs> cut of the movie, but the, I don't the, care the if director, it's fucking dailies. Because the whole thing is, the initial start of the shooting of that movie was one thing, but then, of course, um, Mr. Grabby Hands, uh, Harvey Weinstein, screwed the pooch on this movie and wanted to make it more like the original and... I need to. I'll show you the video I watched online. Yeah, please. That explain do, everything. I want to see because I because the initial ending, Ash lives. Oh really? And he has to wander the earth. Oh yeah. Sarah still dies and everything like that. Yeah. But he has to wander. Because the... I love the crow, like it is up there. Yeah. But, so, but I also, I really, really, really like Crow City of Angels. Yes. Yeah. And you're still going to like it after this video, but also, too, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because there was a lot of stuff where the director and writer were just like, no, we're going to do this. We do not want to be a carbon copy of the original Crow. Yeah. And they did this stuff, and then, unfortunately, freaking Harvey Weinfuck started screwing with shit. 
And maybe with the fact of, I'm, I'm not sure what studio has the rights to it because there's dimension. It's dimension still. Dimension. Yeah, uh, but also too in the video they talk about maybe Shout Factory uh, allowing the director's cut to happen, and that's that's the thing. That's the thing with uh, House of Thousand Corpses and Crow City of Angels and all those movies, and like right now with the Weinstein Company going bankrupt, ass, ass in the air. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are probably going to either start getting control of their movies again, or it's going to be near impossible to get the controls to their movies again. Like a lot of Kevin Smith movies, he. Yeah, will that paperwork get tied up, or will do you think like when it all gets dissolved, it'll end up getting written out? It depends on how they sell the debt. Yeah, it all comes down how they sell the debt. Do they sell the debt in bulk to one company, or do they break off the debt in subsidiaries? Where or give the people who made it first rights yeah. to come yeah, to, and pick to, it up. To, to buy it back for their original shooting budget. Or yeah, it may be, that may be still the reason we have not received a proper Jersey Girl director's cut. Right. But that's on another topic. That's a, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. Okay, so... But back to Rob. Yeah, let's go back to Rob. Okay, now, that being said, all of this stuff that we have said, can we all kind of come to an agreement that Devil's Rejects was the best one? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yes. I love Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects was not even a sequel like we've learned from uh, Dr. Satan. Yeah. I don't, and I don't know, like, it's weird because I like the movie and I don't even know why, but I don't know many people who will put it, well, I guess you guys will it's, put it on by yourselves. Like, yeah. I've watched it alone, like, purposely put I it on. And, I think I saw it in the theaters by myself, one of those times where I was like, yeah. Dude, why is that guy in the theater by himself watching Well, and you have such a, you have such a... I don't, I'm not going to use the word obsession because you literally don't look her up every... But you have such a love for Sherry Moon Zombie. I do. Same here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... Your love and her love come from two different places. We don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know if this is getting us off subject of what we were talking about before, but um, I feel like we really, really need to talk about his version of Halloween. Yeah, it's... Unfortunately, it's going to be... I guess the right term would be retcon. Retcon? Retcon. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a term which means you're changing the some, yeah. something that happens in a future storyline changes previous storylines. In a way, it's not really the prime definition of that because, in a way, yes, his actually retcons the actual the whole Halloween. entire Halloween. yeah. But the fact that we have the new one coming soon that basically kind of wipes the slate clean completely. Yeah. Oh, right. From because, the original. Right. The from two on. Yeah. Right. Buster Rhymes is now no longer considered part of the Halloween universe. But neither is Danny Trejo, and that is upsetting. Yeah. yeah. And neither is Daniel Harris, which is also was yeah. equally upsetting. But we don't know. She may have a cameo in the new one. Yeah, they're going to keep it her a secret if they if they do. It'd be perfect because I think even Danny McBride would be like, oh, "We got to have Daniel in here yeah. somewhere." <laughs> but uh, back to the Rob Zombie ones because I totally agree with you because I love them and to me. As we said, they're going to be kind of wiped clean of them, because, but also, too, it's going to be in that nice territory where, if Phil's listening to this right now, he's going to kind of clench his butt cheeks a little bit. It's going to go to that Terminator Salvation level. Yeah. Where it's the total side story. And then also, too, like the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah. With Andrew Garfield. The Amazing Spider-Man movies, great movies and everything, unfortunately. No Sony screwed the pooch on them. Right. And that's going to be the same thing with this Hall- the original remake of Halloween Rob Zombie did and then the sequel yeah. where, like I've said before, where Rob Zombie goes, okay, I'll do this the first part for the studio in a way, mm-hmm. but then I do the sequel. It's my way. It's my way. Yeah. Right. And that, the, 
and a lot of people shit on that one, but I love the crap out of that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how you, like, which movie turned you on to Rob Zombie as far as his writing goes, but I think Halloween probably turned me on to that. Because, like, one, I knew the story, so I wasn't trying to guess where he was going. Yeah. Uh, like, the end result, but the beginning where the story that he took us through with like young Michael and stuff like that and like it just it's awful and then even when he's older and he's like still in the hospital and then like he kills like Danny Trejo and stuff and like to me it changed like that changed my mind about Mike Myers from then on like him and Leatherface yeah the one he keeps the girl right like downstairs to that looks like his mother or something yeah yeah yeah. Okay. So those two. Given given the. It's character. so weird because I can my heart can break for somebody who's like a mass murderer. Like they yeah. have no. Well, and also well, do when it's less, done correctly. Yeah. I mean, look at. Yeah, and and that is that is, I mean, for me that was Rob Zombie's writing that did that for me. Cause yeah. That story was never well, told and before. And Trejo's acting. Well, everybody's acting. Yeah. Because gotta, you gotta throw. What's the kid's name? What was Dave it? French. Because you got to throw in Malcolm McDowell in that situation, being the doctor, being there from when he was a kid yeah. all the way on. But to quickly answer your question, what hooked me onto Rob's writing was as soon as I heard, got word that he's doing a movie. <laughs> as soon as I heard <laughs> that House of the Thousand Corpses was coming out, I was like, I'm in. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess because it's not like that's the first writing we've ever heard from him. He's a musician from, yeah. you know, yeah. but years just, and years. And he did poetry. And he, well, that's all thing. Like you, and stuff like For that. the longest time, you always thought of him as a musician, but then you start seeing, oh, he's directed this music video. Yeah, there. most of his music videos were directed by him. And it it was so cool because it took him from being like this rock god, like monster, yeah. rah, to... He was able to show us so many dimensions of himself. Yeah, it showed like, oh, wow, he's more than that rock guy. And and he didn't have to do anything out of the genre. He was able to stay in the horror horror world and still spark. Well, what I thought was crazy is before I saw any of the Rob Zombie movies, yeah, Rob Zombie was Rob Zombie. He was more human than human. He was living dead girl. He was all these rock god songs. I never saw him as a man. I never saw him as, like, a dude. Yeah. And then I watched the behind-the-scenes making of House of a Thousand Corpses, behind-the-scenes making of Devil's Rejects, behind-the-scenes, especially the behind-the-scenes making of Halloween where he's dealing with all the kids. Oh, yeah. Well, the, <laughs> That's when I started seeing him as just a dude. Rom Zombie's just a dude. You gotta check out the behind-the-scenes for 31 five hours of behind-the-scenes. Oh, oh my, my God. God. But it's worth it. Oh, that, I bet. It's, like, the movie's good. Yeah. I like you guys. The, sharing, the behind the scenes is great. Yeah. Because you, you like we were talking about how he's so detail oriented and everything. And that's the whole thing. You see where they film 31 is really just this enclosed area. They're not going off doing different locations, locations and everything. It's like, no, we're going to film this here. We're going to film this chase scene here. They find a bridge area. It was like, oh, you know what? We're going to rewrite this scene so we can film it here. Yeah. See, it's that's art inspiring art. Like, yeah. His creativity will, it seems, like he'll change things. Not on the fly, but like... To make it got, better. He, yeah, he doesn't have a pride, like a negative pride. He doesn't hold himself back by being unflexible. Like he sees things and brings them in and I don't know. No, no you're. I know exactly where you're going with it. Where he's, It's a filmmaker's mind. And my favorite thing 
is the cast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, casts these repeat, are... repeat actors and actors. You know. Well, that's the one thing I love about filmmakers is the the ones that do that, the ones that have the same cast. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Smith is our prime example. Yeah, yes. he always has the same people, and it's not really as like a, a a wait or anything. It's like no, I work with these people a lot. I love these people. Right, and it's also we can talk in shorthand. We know what's going on. Well, it's yeah. also the same reason that I even started this is because of how Kevin Smith works with his friends. I want to work with my friends. I want to right because I know my friends are talented as fuck. Right. Hey, thank you. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean right. I meant thank you. No, no, you go damn right. <laughs> damn right. Damn right. Yeah, and that's the same thing with Rob. You see him working with certain people all the time. He always works with Danny Trejo. Yeah. He always works with Sid. Hey, somebody we've met multiple times. Yeah. And I'll put. I don't think I've Uncle said Sid. it. I don't think I've said it on here, but I'll honestly say it. Out of everybody that we've ever interviewed, I think the most intimidated I have ever been was when we talked to Sid. See, I was the opposite. <laughs> well, it not it, it's not in a negative way. Right. It's like, holy fuck, this is Sid. Hey, this is a legend. Yeah, this yeah. is. Yeah. And we've talked to freaking um, Candyman. We've talked to. I talked to Tyler Maine. We, yeah, we've talked to a lot of legendary people, and it's not knocking them or anything, too. It's just like, holy fuck, this is Sid. Hey, I want to make sure I do this right. I right. know, that's so crazy. And it's so weird, because I'm weird. I'm just a weird person. But he was always like my... Don't take this wrong. You're always like my gross old man crush. (laughs) (laughs) We'll make sure we say that around the next time. (laughs) No, please don't. I'm sure he knows. He goes, yeah, you and everybody else. But I remember Honestly, it'd probably be that. (laughs) I know. It's so funny because, like, he's so recognizable. Yeah. Um, I remember pulling into the Holiday Inn parking lot in Burbank for... Which one's there? Monster Palooza? When we were with Stuart Gordon or when we went no, with him? No, when we were with you. Days of the Dead. Days of the Dead. Days of the Dead. Um, anyways, I pulled in. I parked. I'm like running because everybody's inside. And I turn and I look and Sid Haig is walking to his truck all yeah. by himself. Just like hey. <laughs> like a dude. Like what you were saying about like Rob Zombie. He was just... A dude. You yeah. know, and he's older and you would think like somebody would be with him or like something. And he was... Nope, Sid handles his own money. Sid handles his own pictures. Yeah, he's, Sid he's, handles he's, his own shit. Yeah, I mean, he's just... Occasionally, like, he has his wife with him. Yeah. He's just a grounded guy, and he's so much fun exactly. to talk to. And same thing goes with Bill Mosley. We haven't got an interview with him yet, because unfortunately, he does have the legal levels on him, where yeah. he's he has to go through his managers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit harder to get. But he, he'll talk to you. Well, tell... We have a... But we have a... Like, Monique and I have a personal thing with Bill Mosley that will kind of <laughs> me. yeah uh we had brought our son with us to uh days of the dead because we just couldn't find a babysitter then and at this point he was just a little over two i think so yeah yeah maybe just about to turn two somewhere between it doesn't matter he yeah. was in a stroller he was in a stroller and he was, and he was crying <laughs> and we were, and we and we pulled off to the side to try to cheer him up, to try to calm him down. What we didn't realize is that we were standing right in front of Bill Mosley's booth, and Bill didn't say a word. Bill just was letting us deal with it as parents. Yeah, Bill because was, he's a parent himself. He's a parent himself. He was just letting us deal with it as parents. And then Monique realizes, oh, we're in front of Bill's booth. We should probably move. Yeah, we try to be respectful. You know, you don't want to block, block anybody from coming up or talking to yeah. anybody. Right. So we start to move, and Bill. Basically goes, do you guys want help? And yeah, he goes, I got a rubber band. Does he want a rubber band? And he goes and he actually physically walks over to our son, opens the rubber band, and puts it on his wrist. And he goes, 
this should keep him occupied for at least about two minutes. <laughs> and it did. About two minutes, he was playing with it on his and then he took it off and threw it, and then immediately got mad again. You saw, we were already this pretty far away from Bill. You turn around, and Bill went, eh. Yeah, it lasted two minutes. <laughs> I gave you guys two minutes. I wonder now if, like, we went to his booth and, like, Will was crying or whatever. If, like, maybe there's a sucker somewhere. He's like, oh, crying kid. Don't yeah. use rubber band. Need a sucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a very cool moment. And we've yeah, had a lot of those. You talked to the yeah. kid from Halloween. Oh, Dang yeah. French. Yeah. 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 Was, um, my best friend does a lot of the con circuits and stuff. And, and can I say yeah, that? Like, yeah. Okay. So Sadie Luca is the company. And she does all of her designer handbags and stuff. Get the website. SadieLuca.com. You can find her on Etsy, Facebook, at SadieLuca.com. Facebook.com slash SadieLuca. Yeah. I don't do websites. Yeah. I Google her. Anyways. um, Anyway, her... her? (laughs) Or text her. I, um... You were working, yeah. You were working with her. Her, Yeah, her booth ended up being set up next to his, so we got to talking and and stuff, and... I don't know. He was just such a nice, like, young kid, and and for him to be in such like a jacked up movie when he was a kid, he was relatively normal. Yeah, but he is well, trying to like well, he was working on his uh, music career. Yeah, as well. he's trying to transition well, from actor to rapper. Well, you got to think also too for him, like for a kid to be involved in those type of movies on certain sets, it'd probably be like, okay, get this kid off the set. What the hell? But with the people running the set, like Rob, and even throwing him back to classic movies like. Wes Craven movies. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a certain type of set where it's not constantly like, hey, look at his head falling off his body. <laughs> well, right. you watch the behind the scenes and you watch Rob trying to direct the kids and he's not directing them by standing above them, telling them this is what you're supposed to do. He's getting down to their level and he's and going, it. this is what I want you guys to feel. This is the feeling I'm wanting you guys to convey. Do whatever you need to do to make that feeling work. And then the prop guys come up and go, okay, this is the tube that's going to This is what you're working with. This is what you're working with. And he gives these kids the ability to wrap their kid brains around the making of what they're doing (coughs) to pull out these amazing performances out of these kids. And the thing is is that it's something that the kid creates in his own head instead of uh, coming up and being like, okay, just pretend your mom died. Go, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like but that's, that's yeah. Up. The kid goes, okay. How do I make this feeling for myself? And it can be at his own level and his exactly. You know? And uh, it's I not, just think it's beautiful that they can respect children and their minds and stuff like that. Well, that's Rob not being a director; it's being a filmmaker. Right. He's yeah. doing what he needs to do to get the right performance. A director yeah. will just be like, "Well, we're going to do this. We're going to blow that kid's head off, and then we're going to." You need to react this way to yeah. that, and then the blood's going to spray all over you, and then you do this. No, if yeah. he's going like, okay, you need to know that this is where this is going to come from. I'll take it even a step further. It's not a filmmaker; it's a storyteller. Exactly. Yeah, I'll take it even a step yeah. further. Yeah, he's, story, he's a storyteller. Obviously, a lot that goes into what he does. Yeah. I mean, and that's why he's not making movies every year, and that's yeah. not why. That's why he's it takes not... three years for a new Rob Zombie. He, he, right. he does it right. Yeah, I know. We kind of. Uh, Hit the climax of that conversation because we're, we 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 started the conversation. We hit our ups and downs and everything. We we came back into the station with the whole. Rob's a good filmmaker. He really, <laughs> yeah, he's a creative he's a dude. Storyteller, yeah, he really is. He's it's a smart, beautiful man. Yeah, and you know, don't let your preconceived notions or or your fear, mm-hmm. yeah, get the best of you. Like, give it, give it a 
good shot. And but, but we're not also we're, but we're not saying for like some some seventy two year old woman to go. I'm gonna go see Devil's Rejects. There's yeah. some people who like that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. no, no I, I understand. There's that. some. There's some. I hope I'm one of them. Yeah. Well, I. It's just really funny. I, my mom's in her fifties, and I just now got her into horror. And my mom's now into horror in her fifties. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, hey, it's possible. And if anybody's gonna open that door, it'll be Rob. Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't mind showing my mom Devil. I think my mom can handle Devil's Rejects. <laughs> to add more to your comments, to it's either gonna be Rob opening that door or slamming that door shut. Going yeah, like, right, I'm good. <laughs> I'm either I'm either having my mom walk out going that was great, or my mom walking out going we're going to church. Yeah. Well, I, I think I've told you this story, and I've said it multiple times on here. I think that's the best way to wrap it up is to remind everybody of this fun story. Of when I went and saw House of a Thousand Corpses with uh, my friend. Yeah. And then his dad decides to show up. Oh, The the Bible-thumping dad. (gasps) And when the movie's over, we're standing up to get ready to leave, and he looks at me and my friend, and he's like, which one of you decided to watch this piece of shit? And I'm like... He sat behind you guys? No, you sit in the same row. (laughs) I'm glad you took the bullet for your friend, though. Well, it was his dumbass that didn't tell his dad, like, oh, hey. Yeah. We're seeing... But also, it's his dumbass dad not looking at the poster going, oh. Yeah. Seeing him, that mangled weird, face. Weird melted face. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's your That's own so damn funny. fault. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody I knew saw that movie in the theaters. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And everybody was terrified. I didn't see it in the theaters. Was, I didn't see it. It was good. I saw it. And it was good. And if you didn't like it, fuck you. I saw Devil's Rejects in the theater. Oh, same here. I had to. Nope. Everything I, I, else has been on the smaller screen for me. I've been a fan. Maybe... The Three from Hell will be my first in the theater. It will be. I'll make sure of it. Yeah, even if you say Ooh. no. Ah, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we should say whether or not we're excited for it. I think we are. We did a whole damn episode about it. <laughs> uh, on the count of three, who's excited? One, two, three. Not really. I, <laughs> I didn't say shit. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm excited. See what to happens s- when I come back. I'm all rusty. I'm yeah. excited to see. No, you where- did fine. <laughs> I'm excited to see where it goes. And in my opinion, Rob didn't have to do the story. He wrapped up baby and and Captain Spaulding, Captain, Spalding. Ball- Captain Spalding and, and Otis and Otis's story very well. And he didn't have to do this, so there's. But if- you also know with him, especially in the world we live in now, with the stupid sequels, remakes, reboots, all that yeah. crap how long it took him to decide to do it yeah. the story is going to be right yeah. it's yeah. not going to be a cash grab yeah he hasn't let us down yet yeah so this makes me want to watch Lords of Salem actually yeah. me too that song well, stuck in my head forever I, I think that's what we shall do yay let's do All it alright let's do it let's go watch Lords so with that being said welcome back Monique thank you so much and this a great episode this has been Josh this has been Doug this is still Monique and we'll see you next time Bye, guys. Bye.